Welcome to Bald Move Television, the officially unofficial place for all of TV. Today we are talking about The Witcher, the series on Netflix. Today I'm joined by... Ma'am, this is a podcast, not a place. Aaron. <laughs> I'm Alexis. Aaron and Alexis. Uh, before we get started talking about the show, I think maybe we should all talk about our own exper- experience with the show, the games, the books. Alexis, why don't you tell us first? In a move that will shock absolutely nobody, <laughs> I have read all the books multiple times, and I have played not all the games, actually, just Witcher 3, mm-hmm. which is the best game mm-hmm. ever. That's what I hear. Yes. I haven't read any of the books or played the game. I've watched um, Aaron play the game a bit, though. I haven't... I didn't know anything about The Witcher, I except for what I've kind of like seen on video game sites and memes and whatnot, and I thought that Henry... Cavill or Cavill look kind of goofy on the Witcher poster and uh I since watched all the Witcher and I played I'm like I don't know 20% through Witcher 3 mm-hmm. and I plan on reading the books yeah <laughs> me too it made an impression on me yeah absolutely you described it as being trashy fun like True Blood and Banshee yeah I said like th- three episodes in I said I tweeted that it's kind of trashy good trashy fun in the vein of like uh, True Blood or Banshee or some of those kind of action oriented sexy but still has a surprisingly good backbone of characters and acting um, you know like I-, I think this shows all over the place in some respects but like the central characters are all very interesting and good. I think the world building is fascinating. And Henry, I, I, Henry Cavill or Cavill, I have been waiting to see him in something that I really loved for a long time because I wanted to love his Superman. He's mm-hmm. such a beefy, you know, classically good looking dude. And it's kind of wasted in the Zack Snyder kind of depression fests. Um, but he's just I, I I also tweeted like if if the Gerald I call him Gerald uh, if the Gerald in the video games and the books is not like Henry Cavill I then 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 they got the then the books and the source material got the characterization wrong and it seems like the everyone... source material did get the characterization wrong absolutely yeah you are not going to enjoy the books as much as you like the show if you like the show really I will say it seems yeah. like, I know the author came out and said that he thinks that Henry Cavill is now the like canon Geralt mm-hmm. yeah which you know he's not wrong but I, I don't know because it seems like it's consistent with the what I played in the video game where it's kind of like a little tongue-in-cheek and like he's just utterly unflappable like if mm-hmm. he's like his affect does not change whether he's going to get in bed with a sorceress or go into battle facing almost certain death and there's something kind of fun about a character who just doesn't give a fuck he's yeah. just seen so much shit he's over yeah. it basically yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, alexis with all of the expectations what did you think of the show <laughs> i loved it yeah yeah absolutely it's my favorite thing of the things that i have watched to talk with you guys about so but it wasn't mm, like the books so it's like because that's sometimes as a fan there's that's a problem you know right no it's so it took all the things that i didn't like about the books and made them better Hmm. which is why i really like it so there's eight books yeah does this how does that time timeline go or the books like way ahead of the video game does the video game have anything to do with the books yeah, I'm not exactly sure about the first two games again because I haven't played them. Okay. And I didn't really do a lot of research about them. But the third game takes place after the books. Okay. And the show, or at least this first season of the show, follows the first two books, which are actually uh, collections of short stories. Oh. They aren't novels in the traditional sense. Which is kind of the way that the first season all was. Over the place. Yeah. yeah. But it did, yeah, it kind of suited the, <laughs> like, I felt like there's definitely a, a narrative thread throwing, but part of the fun was just kind of like the monster of the episode, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that, that feels very much like the video game, like, finding about a monster, studying its weaknesses, preparing your potions <laughs> and your gear, and then going kicking his ass. Like, yeah, it, it seemed seems... like there was a monster of the week kind of vibe to it, but there was also this through line, through storyline. It's, it's the binge culture ruined the monster of the week. It's monster of the hour. Monster they, of the they, hour. They're going to get a full week <laughs> yeah. to bask in their glory. It's just monster of the minute. <laughs> right. Um, do you guys want to talk about all of the episodes uh, all together? Yeah. I guess this is me saying that this is a bit of a spoiler warning. Yeah, we're about mm-hmm. to. So, so we, we all like the film. Do we want to talk about 
I, before we get into spoilers, I thought maybe we should say because I don't want to. I don't want to uncork people thinking that this is like Game of Thrones season one through five. Um, yeah, it is. You, you have to be prepared for a certain amount of kind of trashy. There's also some things that I'm not sure that they do in the video game or the books. That I don't know how it hit me as far as like blending some modern stylings and phrases. Uh, yeah. At one point, I think Yennefer says that she she's been living off the grid. There's a kind of pop rock rendition of this ballad. Yeah, almost everything that Jasker Jaskier says. The bard. Yeah. Is very is very modern way of speaking. I would but, describe it as kind of a knight's tale meets a monster ridden medieval go. Eastern Europe. And I asked, oh, yeah. it, it, it was yeah. bugging me, but I'm like, maybe this is just to show style. Like, you know, it's Breaking Bad love to throw a GoPro on like a shovel or a hood <laughs> right. or a trunk and be like, Oh, it's trunk cam, it's meth cam, it's Yeah. And so, and and that kind of odd cinematic flourish became its signature trademark, or one of its signature trademarks. And so maybe this kind of like, you know, not taking the these and thous and verilies <laughs> too, because there's a lot of that too. There's a lot of this yeah. kind of like fakey Shakespeare in the Park kind of dialogue, but then they also have these modern. So I don't know. Maybe they're going for like you said, the Night's Tale kind of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it absolutely suits the source material because it is. It's very cheeky. Mm -hmm. It's like gritty, cheeky tongue-in-cheek you could even say a lot um, of the time yeah so there's that's about the only thing that i can think of i thought the casting was really well done casting was really mm -hmm. good uh maybe we can talk about that that's some not a spoiler there's saw... some people that are upset about some well, skin and hair colors changing well, that's stupid um i look forward to the day where we just don't even talk about that shit anymore but right. I, I do think that um, there's some people that had like some complaints about the CG and some of the costuming and sets and mm. here and there, which I kind of saw too, especially in the early goings. But this probably costs an arm and a leg to make anyway. And it's kind of like, oh, a video game franchise translation, obscure mm -hmm. Polish folklore book series. Maybe we don't open the, the you know, Netflix money floodgates for it and I so kind I of yeah i kind of wonder if that's maybe one of the complaints that people are having about yeah. it not being enough like game of thrones is because they don't have that ridiculous right. costuming budget well even game of thrones like i remember when we went back uh, jim and i had to watch season one we're like jesus it's christ rougher. game of thrones yeah. wasn't game of thrones in season one <laughs> especially when you see some of the pilot the original pilot footage spliced in there it's like woof but um yeah I, I think I, the only comparison to game of thrones that you can make is that it's a period piece it's fantasy <laughs> it's That's fantasy the only right one. but they're two completely but different subgenres. they fantasy. do have a lot of political there is an odd and for for such a, a sword and sandals kind of swishy swishy uh adaptation there's a lot of politics uh and like different factions and Oh my God, that's the other complaint. And I think this is just my complaint <laughs> against fantasy. Like my wheelbarrow theory of yeah, fantasy names, names where it's like, if I get to like the, the, the third name that has an improbable amount of consonants and diacritic marks, I just like, woof, I can't keep any of these characters straight. So like, so I know Gerald. Theory. I know Gerald and I know Yennefer <laughs> mm -hmm. and I know Siri, and there was a queen. Calanthe. Yeah, cilantro. I, I mean, okay, these are not I, these are not fantasy names, so these are just names, but in Poland. You understand that, right? <laughs> That's okay, but still, still, it's it's a bunch of I I can't you know I I I I have a hard time putting all the names and especially like the faction names. Like there's the Niffle Guardians and the Tamarians, and I'm like I don't know who the bad guys were, who the good guys were. The the logo that looked like the butthole is the bad guys. And when I saw that, I'm like, yes, that's that's. I think it's a black sun. It's a black sun, yes. But uh, a, when I saw it's the old chocolate now. starfish, Possibly I knew brown sun. Yeah, uh -huh. I, I knew the empire was rolling into town. But other than that, I was a little lost. But it didn't. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. You just kind of like let it wash over you. And yeah, everyone's beautiful, even the ugly people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the hunchback. I was like, I remember like in episode three being like, yeah, I I actually could use a sex scene with her, and then I got one. <laughs> yeah. So spoiler, slight spoilers. Yeah. Are we going to use this as a springboard into super spoilers? Yes, I think now would be the time. I think we've made our pitch for this show. Here's what's new in premium content for our club members. This week, Jim's away, so the producer will play. That's right, it's time for another fabulous lunch with Talitha and Aaron. Not only do we have an alternate host lineup, we also are doing it on an alternate day. Lunch will be served on Wednesday. All that, plus the usual bullshit for me, served live or catch the podcast version out later that day. 
We're about a month out from the kickoff of Badass Fest 6. So get your tickets now while available at baldmove.com slash live. Come watch an outrageously badass mystery film with us. Grab another snack and beverage from the theater's fully stocked bar. Then get back in your seat for a live recording of the accompanying podcast. Get more info and tickets at baldmove.com slash live. If you want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content, plus ad-free feeds. Um, <laughs> if you haven't watched it, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. It does seem like the biggest breakout hit from Netflix since, I can't, maybe Stranger Things? Like, this is the one that people are talking about. I mean, there's the it's, Irishman. It's, and... This is the one that kind of, like, breaks that mold of people being done talking about a bingeable yeah. show within two days. Yeah, it came out, mm-hmm. Christmas came and went, New Year's came and went, and still there's people, I mean, we're talking about it. Yeah, I mean, it helps that it's very uh, memeable on the internet. Yes. Yeah. You know, just like Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. I mean, this... it's fun. It's a fun show, and mm-hmm. we don't get to have a lot of fun shows that are also written well. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is what this is. Yeah. Like yeah. People are losing their damn minds about it. <laughs> yeah. So, spoilers. Yes. Um, the timeline of this uh, the show is kind of all over the place, but once you get to the end, I think it makes sense mm-hmm. why they told the stories in the order that they did. But the, fir- the fourth episode really threw me for a loop. I yeah. think I spent the first three quarters of it going, what? What the fuck is going on? Did Pausing it, making sure series? I was right, watching the right episode. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that I, might have been the problem is that the actress for Pavetta looked a lot like Siri. She like, did look, look a lot like much. Siri. And like almost the same age. So I thought for a second. Yeah. And Calanthe and her husband are still alive. Yeah. So I'm like, are we in difference. a parallel universe? Is this going to do that kind of time? <laughs> yeah. And, and like Gerald and, and Yin are uh essentially ageless it seems like yeah but like mm-hmm. a lot of the human characters thought they could have helped me out a little bit by aging them and maybe they do in retrospect but like, i and i was think i when i realized that they had done this like three timeline interwoven without like i mean they do drop hints if you're paying attention they talk about like the teenage queen yeah like in episode one rent free says that queen calanthe just won her first battle at something or another and then in the fourth episode she says i just won this battle right and and i i thought there was a couple clues of but but like if you weren't if you're you know just up to your eyeballs and wheelbarrows like i was i was a little left behind (laughs) and i was thinking i was thanking god that i wasn't podcasting this because i know There'd be a lot of, you know, hue and cry about like, oh, this timeline stuff and does it work? And oh, is it because because people would have like, you know, sent us in feedback in the first episode and been like, yo, time timelines. Yeah. Uh, So it's like one of those things where I'm glad I didn't do any reading or had to think about it too hard because it might have annoyed me. But as it was, I'm just like, oh, okay, they did that. It it, kind of worked. It worked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Why do you think they did it that way, though? Because you said you kind of saw what they were going for. Because at, at the ends they needed for Geralt and Siri to be together, I think. Um, but they needed to introduce who Siri was before then, otherwise it would be meaningless. Right, exactly. And that's a lot of backstory to yeah. explain. So the best way to do it is just to show it happening to just her. To cut it in. Yeah. Was there three? So were there actually three? Because I, the way I understand it is there like... Are three. Uh, so we start like Gerald and the Bard fucking around is like this middle period, and mm-hmm. like the origin of Yennefer is like it's like twenty or thirty years, years before, before we see Geralt, right? Like twenty and then, or thirty. Then there's ten year, ten to twelve year jump to the the modern time where he meets uh, Ciri in the woods. Right. Well, you see Dooney, the Hedgehog Knight, come to the dinner or mm-hmm. the feast or whatever. So he collects on his law of surprise reward which Mm -hmm. is pavetta so they have to have time to get together and make a baby so i don't know how much time they were together before they had siri and then series like like six weeks (laughs) she was already pregnant oh she was yeah that that was why so gerald kind of joking or God, you got me doing oh, it now. Right. Thank she you. threw up at the feast. <laughs> Geralt, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, law of surprise, thinking it was going to be nothing, like maybe uh-huh. he'd get a dog out of it or something. Uh-huh. It ended up being a fucking baby. A baby. So, so we learned that in that scene. Yeah. Can we talk about this floor. law of surprise? I it's don't. A, it's just a thing. Yeah. It's just a thing you have to accept and move on. Well, I mean, because I actually I don't know did if some it has reading historical basis, it. does it? Okay. And, and, uh apparently no i don't know if it has any real life basis but apparently the way it works is like it's kind of like almost um 
don't like it, it's kind of like a legally binding don't worry about it with right, the quote exactly. that like if the set of conditions that you have received something a gift or something that you didn't know about then it belongs to the person mm -hmm. i was thinking like okay that's, that's interesting but i was thinking in ancient times like so if you that, agree to this law of surprise how mm -hmm. it goes is that you've done a favor for someone and that just means that any anything that they get in the future any like no it's something they already have to have but not know about mm -hmm. and I, so like most oh. of the time it just fizzles it's like oh law of surprise well i haven't gotten anything i didn't know anything about it so but like i was thinking about and in, in, in terms of kind of like medieval periods nine times out of ten it probably goes fizzles but that one time out of ten 99 out of 100 has got to be a kid right <laughs> like there's no lotteries back then it's there's... either corn or a kid yeah, yeah it's either going to be a bumper crop or yeah Interesting. Uh, or a kid. it wouldn't be corn huh. yeah uh so it's like man so it's, it's possible be a to get of... nothing most of the time i think it's understood that the law of surprise is kind of like you know you, you don't get anything hmm. um but boy, when you do, <laughs> you get a princess. I miss the times when, you know, people were material goods that could be acquired. <laughs> right, right. Sure. Oh, those times, those times haven't gone away. <laughs> so Gerald got himself a baby that he's mm -hmm. not going to marry. I don't, I, I don't think. No. Dooney chose to marry his stuff. surprise baby. <laughs> Did we ever find out why he, he had a curse put on him? The hedgehog guy? Yeah. They don't say it in the show. No. Okay. Uh. But they they also don't say, and this is from the book, that he is only a hedgehog during the day. And oh. He's full man at night. Ooh, really? So maybe she didn't fuck a hedgehog man. Oh, that's because you're you're right when you said she's already pregnant. I'm like, wow, she got it on with Monster Man, huh? Okay. All right. I mean, prickly, sure. Yeah. So We're that's so weird. It's like a reverse. Parts. It's like a it's like a day wolf. You know, day. You know, like your hedgehog mm -hmm. by day, just regular dude at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, I guess maybe we should talk about Yennefer's storyline a little bit. Mm -hmm. The ablest elephant in the room. Yeah. I, I think that that was my favorite part. Like I really enjoyed her. Um, the trying to figure out who's who was the good person trying to like you know tug and you know pull and tug on her soul and who was the bad person it seems like no one was really good or bad they were just trying to like play the game of sorcerers to their own ends and right there's just like Geralt said there's no there's no lesser evil um i feel like well for one if we're going to go if we're going to talk about how she looks she looks really good with the purple contacts mm -hmm. in a way that uh, they should have done in Game of Thrones. No, it instantly made me think of all the like, oh, it's impossible to act through contacts <laughs> and oh, CGI eyes would look really bizarre. And I'm like, I, the whole time I was watching that, I, I remember those interviews echoing in my ears like, uh, well, I don't know, maybe contact lens technology is really advanced in the last eight, nine years. But <laughs> yeah, Geralt's were a little jarring. But and I think it's supposed to be like in the mm -hmm. video game. He's got full on cat eyes. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, he's supposed to have cat eyes. So it's I think you're supposed to like see that guy and be like, he's he's a fucking mutant. Kill yeah, him. Yeah, that's you why know? people are so terrible to him. Right. Exactly. Right. They're part of why. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I was kind of fluctuating on whether or not I like this teacher, Tessa DeVries, I think it is. Tessaya. Tess Tessaya DeVries, DeVries University. Yep. Tesseract. <laughs> uh yeah, I think we had this conversation multiple times while we were watching the show, but you know, she's teaching her a valuable skill against her will. She did buy her for four units of money, whatever that is, in that time. Four piglets. <laughs> four piglets. Four unsucked piglets, I think. Is the, no the way. Polish, it's way, it's way too much term. money. <laughs> it's way too much. <laughs> uh, Jennifer has this really unique ability of being unwanted and... Uh, put upon by everyone she meets including her own family mm -hmm. but still very confident you know she travels to meet this oh i don't know what his name is the guy in the cave that she meets that she keeps coming back to yeah and the they one have to carry on a sexual relationship while she's still in the hunchback mode <laughs> yeah in her pre-mage uh-huh before she gets remade yeah istrid is his name istrid yeah mm -hmm. 
But there's like, yeah, it's like I, I, I gave up trying to figure out good versus bad when like I, because th- I thought the woman wizard was the good one, and then she turned all of the students except for Yennefer into, into eels. eels. Yeah. That like are the battery that powers the wizard fortress. Like I think fucked up Hogwarts. I love it. It's Do they great. know? They none of them know none about them the know. ascension until exactly. are they still sentient fish when they're down there? Do they live forever? Do you know? Yeah, no, okay. This isn't in the books. All right. So okay. I was looking at the lore master. And you're mark. like, I got nothing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and also, there's someone that tweeted. It's like, I love how they had dedicated like eel brooms. Like there's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, there's yes. like a, there's like an eel rake. It's like, here's your eel rake. Start raking the eels. You know, it's like, can the eels not wriggle their way into the pond? Can you not just kind of give them a nudge? They'll bite foot? you if you touch them. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's not dignified enough. Yeah. yeah to you have to, to have nudge the eel. Freshly yeah. transformed. <laughs> just yeah. Kick it in. Yeah. Uh, just roll the eel down the side. Plus, God, I saw what happened when you try to catch lightning in a bottle. You try to catch, you try to touch a bare ass wizard <laughs> eel, you're going to get vaporized. Yeah. Look at how strong you are. Um, but I think you know she, in the end, comes around and works together with Tessaia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like she's or, like it does seem like they ban- they banded together to fight the the empire. Yeah. The the the, the butthole people. <laughs> But she doesn't definitely seems like she's her own. Like she, it's all about Yennefer. Yeah. Like she wants to acquire power and kind of be untouchable and and have her own. Uh, you know, she she's. I I like the energy she brought in relationship with Gerald. Actually, everybody she met. Yeah. She does a great job. I think they did a great job rewriting or not rewriting, but kind of explaining the character better. Yeah, the like they're, they're, that time where they're trying to bind a genie, and mm-hmm. you know, Gerald's like, "What do you want?" And she's like, "Everything." <laughs> so I'm like, good. "Yes, yes, I like that." There's like so many. That. Yeah, she's the best feminist character because she's just really takes she's him a to task. Like, of course, yeah. She just wants absolute power, but they still make her. But lightning. somehow she's still so charismatic. Oh right. yeah. Hey, I mean, you can say a lot of things about Palpatine, but he's definitely got some crazy warlock charisma going. I mean, he's always cackling, having a good time. Yeah, Palpatine. whether he's getting thrown down in a reactor shaft or electrocuting. And we know Palpatine fucks now. So Palpatine fucks as a monster man. As a monster him, man. Him, him and the Hedgehog give each other some bro dap for that. You know, like pull, <laughs> pulling down the trim with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The. So yeah, so in that scene with the djinn, Geralt binds his fate to hers. So still finds a way to man it up, and uh, that I think that's the reason why they keep running back into each other over the years. So so I I have a, is that going to be like um a big hook in the future story because I feel like they're making a lot of hay with. Yennefer assuming that Gerald did some kind of uh, Gerald's game binding fates to her or whatever that she doesn't like. And yet they very intentionally did not show us what he said, what his actual wish was. Right. So it's like, I'm wondering if he wished something kind of benign and he's doing that brooding guy of like, well, I'm not going to correct you with correct information or something. But, I know the answer, and I'm not telling well, you. Thank you. I, yeah, did, yeah. I just like want you to know that I know. <laughs> is it is it though like kind of like a mystery, intentional mystery, or yeah. are you supposed I, to? Okay, it's yeah, intentional. I was, I was doing right. some reading about it, and they're saying that like no, it, this happens in the games, the books, and the show, oh, and wow. nobody really knows exactly. The confluence of the sources. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it seems like it's an important thing that it would show up in all of those places, yeah. but also that it had to be something that saved her life because it didn't kill her. And I guess a djinn can't kill its master. So yeah, if like their fates were bound together, then the djinn would have no choice but to just leave. That's what I understood because I saw some people discussing it and it seemed like the maybe it's still a mystery. Well, you said you know the answer, but um <laughs> Like, like you know, when you're dealing, when you're doing wishes with genie, there's a strong monkey's paw potential. So you have to be careful yeah. about phrasing it. And he, the moment he kind of came up with that to save her and him from the gin. Yeah. But Didn't... now they're like stuck together. I don't know. Right. Isn't he talking about how much he hated Yaskir's voice mm. right before he lost his yeah. voice? He almost killed him. Yeah. Ah, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, broke his windpipe or something. But yeah, I guess um, I think that's something that Yennefer struggles with is that she doesn't know if her feelings for Geralt are real or if they're just is a Jin's wish. And her whole thing is about having her own agency, her own control right. over every aspect of her own life. Right. So having that be a question mark 
I can absolutely understand why she right. took off. Yeah. Especially since in reality, her feelings for Gerald are just a complex series of electrical chemical impulses <laughs> in her brain. So like, wait till Morpheus gets in there, it really blows her mind. <laughs> People say Jim's the robot, all right. <laughs> Uh yeah, so she's she's on this mad quest to get a baby no matter what the cost is and who even knows if she wants a baby or she'd make a good mother. Yeah, that's I think the she other just thing. wants it because she can't have it. I I wondered exactly. if that's what it was like it's like the everything because nothing about Jennifer's presentation made me think that she would want or need to be a mother. Well, she says in one of the later one of the last episodes that she just wants the choice back. Ah. Uh, she doesn't have the choice and she's pissed off about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Makes that sense. falls under everything, and she wants it, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, I feel like the mages, the wizards, the witches, whatever we call them. Sorcerers and witches. Yeah. Yep. They have to be, is their only employment to be in servitude of some kingdoms to... I think it's the other way around. Like, it, they're it the puppet the masters. Around. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. And the kingdoms only serve to kind of further their weird, inscrutable ends. That's what we see mm. that very first scene where, you know, Yennefer has done her transformation. She comes into the room. That meeting with all the, you know, kings and dignitaries and stuff, and also the witches and the sorcerers, that's them picking who they're going to fuck with for the next 20 years, right. basically. Huh. And who like the one, control. the one girl that got sent to the butthole empire, she was kind of like mamby pamby, um, yeah. not a strong willed, and exactly. they wanted Yennefer to go there so she can kind of bring that kingdom to heal. And she decided to go to and the sunshine, the good, like the good kingdom. I and think then- she went back to her home where she came from. Is that what? I don't know why she would want to. I don't know. A- Adern or something like that. Yeah, I, I didn't. Adir is I, I, the kingdom that she goes to. Yeah. I didn't yeah. understand why she wanted so strongly to go there. Um, I was. Do you. What was. Is there an answer to that? Like, why did she care about which kingdom she got assigned to? She. So the, the dude who was ruling Nilfgaard at the time was yeah. very handsy. Is with actually his Nilfgaard? Witches. It's oh. Nilfgaard. Okay. That's kind of like almost. Okay. Anyway. In N I L F G A. We get a whole bunch of email from those Pol- Polish people living in Nilfgaard. It's a perfectly <laughs> fine town name, damn it. Yeah, I think it might be loosely analogous to Germany. I'm not sure though. Oh really? Or no 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 Russia. Sorry. Ah. Mm, no, Germany Putin's. is. Is that so? Like, are these supposed place? to be all kind of analogous to Eastern eh, European loosely, countries? Kind of. Okay. Like, um, Centra. I'm pretty sure is Poland. Uh, oh so okay but don't quote me on that i did that's not something i double checked it's before recorded I got i'm sending mic. it out you're quoted <laughs> god damn it so yeah um uh, i'm not sure so you said that the kingdom she was supposed to serve yeah the king she was supposed to serve he or emperor whatever he was super handsy with his witches and she just was not interested oh, in it. see that's, that's i guess right. that's where i got confused about where the power really and they're lays. also they're very or they were more strict yeah before before yeah i i love the scene of her escaping this assassin Mm-hmm. That was chasing her and the yeah, woman the who could chase. Yeah, that was just, all written for the show. Yeah, That's she goes great. through a couple of them and decides just to leave the woman behind at one point. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. so funny. I think uh, she went to because we we've seen her eat flowers for power yeah. before, right? Uh-huh. So she lands on this big flowery hill. Uh-huh. I think maybe she was juicing up before she came back. Uh-huh. She wasn't just straight abandoning her. She was trying to juice up her magic. <laughs> Beans. Yeah, they made it. They that made it pretty clear. Was a, was a ungrateful winch anyway. Yeah, she like the was, whole like she was, she... I forget like as she was saving her life, she's like, "You're just a useless witch." Or <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, well, I'll, I'll take the baby. And then how did the baby end up? Oh, because it, they materialized in the middle of an ocean and it just drowned. Uh, no, drowned. no, I think it got shot. I think yeah, it, like, so Jennifer was holding her as uh-huh. she was going through the portal, and the thing or the guy. Sh- threw a blade through her and it hit the baby oh yeah oh, it went through oh, Jennifer oh, okay. Yeah. okay I thought maybe it just drowned because you know baby's not great at holding <laughs> her breath very blue or, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah they suck at swimming <laughs> and not crying yeah yeah uh so yeah I think that's where we kind of leave her uh, let's talk about Siri Okay. Siri, it felt like for a few of the opening or the beginning episodes, before we really knew what was going on, it felt like kind of spinning our wheels. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of like, oh, we can't tell her. We should tell her. We can't tell her. No one yeah. tells her. <laughs> well, and then like when they went to the elf women and the forest sprites or whatever they're supposed dryads. to be. The, tri- the dryads. Yeah, yeah they're uh, not all elves, but 
Um, they, I felt like when the shapeshifter came to get Siri, like I kept on waiting for the mother superior of the druids to or dryads to sit, be like, uh, we got this test. It's called drinking the water. Right. It was right Drink there. the fucking water, dude. Like she's kind of like, I don't sack. know. We'll have to leave it up to the fates. I'm like, chug the water. Chug the. Like, why didn't she chug the water? Did she make him drink the water? Uh, maybe that was their destiny to have gone that way. I don't know. It seems like she was really like, oh, this is on the edge of a knife blade kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, make him drink the water. This is yeah. another thing that was written for the show and that's not in the books. They just needed to get Siri out of the forest. Yeah, because it seemed like she would be sick. But I because I, like it felt like the women were like gearing up for like, well, you know, like we're very powerful, but I don't know if we can resist all of Niffle guard <laughs> and Niffle, the Niffler guards. Uh. In the book, it's actually Geralt who gets her out of the uh, away from the dryads. But they, and he, they, he, they he couldn't have that them because then they would get they would get hooked together too too soon in the narrative of the. Well, that's the show. thing. He meets her once, and then right, he gives her right. back to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the book. Yeah. And he gives her back to his um, the herb sorcerer Mouse guy. Crap. Yeah, it's I did like that scene of like her playing with the kids in the street and Mm -hmm. the callback to him like looking around the corner knowing it's her but leaving anyway yeah that was fun because I was with it I was enough I I, I was synced up with the timeline enough to be like I know this was the beginning of yeah yeah and then in the very end they they do this thing where she goes out of the house and runs away and then Geralt pulls up in the cart and you're like ah just missed each other and then he gets up and runs into the forest that felt kind of silly to me yeah in retrospect they need to go to Craigslist and do the misconnection (laughs) I was just about to say this whole misconnection thing that they have it Uh continues through the whole series like they're together for a long time now there's a chunk of that coming me a golden golden eyed white wolf you uh, escaped princess (laughs) Rode up on a hay cart, saw you dart into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> if you felt a connection, if if you felt your Witcher emblem throb, <laughs> then then email me. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah. Um. Calanthe, I when I was rewatching some of these episodes, Calanthe mentions in the very first one that the wild hunt is years beyond the curve. And we've been playing the Wild Hunt video oh, I'm game. In the midst, I'm in the midst of the Wild Hunt. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really interested to see how that plays out. And I'm familiar with the Wild Hunt lore because I'm big into the Dresden Files, and he, uh, Butcher, uh, Jim Butcher, the author, uh, he likes to like pull from the lesser-known uh, mythology to like you know flesh out his world. And there's been like you know featured the Wild Hunt, and there's a lot of like. Uh, like I, I, I got exposed to Baba Yaga before oh. John Wick through his work. Like that's a very like uh, Eastern European witch legend. Yeah, there was this like horned, uh, I don't know what kind of monster it was that I, I recognize seeing from the movie The Ritual mm. that came out a few oh, years ago. Oh, the forest fiend that I've that yeah I fight yeah. So the wild hunt is different than in folklore in the series. Yeah, is it? Yeah, like I don't. It, I don't know if it's a spoiler for me to say. Oh, okay. For you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, it's like, yeah, if you if you read too much Grim Grim Grimm's brothers fairy tales, it could be a possible spoiler for The Witcher. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it's different. They call it the Wild Hunt, but it's not. What's the purpose of the Wild Hunt? The beings that comprise the Wild Hunt are not the same mm. as in folklore. Mm. Gotcha. Do they just choose to every once in a while come down and hunt? people witches powerful people they feel a presence and they're of an exceptionally strong elder person like siri and they come and chase her what's that what is the purpose of it is that a spoiler to say possibly so siri is special because she's a quarter wait no yennefer's a quarter elf yeah and siri's half elf no she's it's way more complicated than that. It's we're a, not supposed to know, but no, she's got that screaming power that but it, it she is a blood from her thing. mother. It's and a I, heritage thing for sure. Yeah, and that's just something I guess Queen Kalanthi's mother had to because she's talking mm-hmm. about like it skipped it the skipped generation. And, yeah. 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 And then strike twice in the same bloodline. <laughs> <laughs> it could be hedgehog powers that makes her scream that way. Oh, yeah. Know. But just a night. It's that sonic juice. Wait till she gets the Chaos Emerald dinner. <laughs> then, then, only then. It's those, those ancient Polish uh, folklore about the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah. Gotta study about that. Um, I thought the fight scenes 
in this show were really well done. Maybe this, uh, specifically this Renfrey and Geralt fight scene in the very beginning. That was yeah. the best choreography for sure. Yes. I, I mean, it was like those people were actually doing the work. They mm-hmm. didn't rely on like shaky cam or... Really long takes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could uh, actually see what was happening. Yeah. I was watching... I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was, you know, really dynamic and interesting and it made Gerald look like a big badass. The swords actually looked heavy. Yeah. yeah, for a change, which is yeah. nice. Like people are are being inflicted with these very believable non fatal wounds. Like when he brings the sword down on her and it cuts into her shoulder mm-hmm. and she gets a little stab in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really liked a fight between. Uh, was it a botling, or was it the the, the, the striga? The striga. That's right. I really the liked the fight where he had to seal end up sealing himself in a coffin. Oh, of it. <laughs> Like, yeah. cause like they no, set up good. the whole, like the way that that thing was all set up. And then he realizes like, I'm going to have to fight this fucking thing all night long. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I thought that was great. And uh, it was really good blending of like the set and the blue screen and the CGI compositing. It's just like really like, where's a little bit shaking that first fight with the spider thing he, he went mm-hmm. against. Um, I thought it was just rock solid in that fight. And it was, that's the best. Uh, I think you're right. The fight between Gerald and who? Renfrey. Ren- Renfield. <laughs> Uh, is the best like human fight, but the mon- best monster fight was the Strig. You said Strig. Striga. 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 So I did see on Twitter the guy who played. Um, he's a pretty prolific. Uh, what do you call it? Stunt choreographer or action mm. choreographer? Yeah. The guy who played the Night King on Game of Thrones. Oh right. Was the guy who did choreography for a lot of these scenes in the show but uh specifically the strigo one well, he'd been working on a john snow versus night king fight for years and years and he had just had that whole notebook unused yeah. so he's like ah witcher it's, it's using it all in episode one i mean it's incredible <laughs> to see up. them do like the choreography and the stunt work through all like the blue boxes and things really really cool yeah find him on twitter if yeah. you're interested in some of that behind the scenes stuff but the other so i want to talk about renfrey they she was really important in the first episode um she knew about Geralt's destiny with Siri because those were her dying words. He took her brooch off of her and forged it to a sword. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. He forged it onto like the handle of his sword. Um, no, I did not notice that, or I didn't. For, I didn't remember it. So it makes oh. his sword look like it's very happy. Yeah, it looks like the, it's yeah. got like yeah. You, we'll look it up. Oh later. no, I did see. Yeah, with, I, I saw <laughs> the, the meme, meme of Jared yeah. with that like you know Jared's got the frowny face and the sword's like ah you know. <laughs> so yeah, that's the brooch. Okay. Um, I just I I guess I'm confused about what her importance was. Was she the first one to make him aware that he had this destiny with Siri? She was a monster of the week. She was the monster. Yeah. I was yeah. Because there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of like Stregobor trying to convince him to kill her, and it's like who's the good person here? Who's yeah. who's lying? Um, Again, I don't think there was a good. There's the concept of good and bad because that's the thing. Like I was reading the lore of uh, in playing the game, The Witcher Three, the Niffle Nile Guard, and it seems like they're very imperialistic, but. In contrast to the rest of like these kingdoms that uh, oppress the dwarf and elvish populations and kind of drive them out of their own lands, uh, it seems like that empire is much more high-minded and allows. The first of all, they they don't they don't work for the mages. The mages work for them. God damn it! Mm-hmm. And two, they're like they they allow you know the elves and dwarves you know full rights as citizens and they hold very influential positions. So it's kind of like. The only reason I think Gerald and Yennefer don't like the Empire is because they probably are kind of like more controlling on the magical side. Mm-hmm. But it seems like if you're just a common person, it might not be bad to live in the Empire. Is that like something I'm supposed to? Get? Yeah, nobody is purely good or bad, and yeah. the rulers and the people that they are ruling yeah. are very different. Yeah, just like, just kind of like how it is. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. in the real world. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> I, I like that there is a lot of moral ambi- ambiguity right. in this series. It's one of the things that I always liked about it. So is Siri the person that Stregobor was trying to kill when he had him Geralt kill Renfrey? Was she the one that was born under the eclipse? No. No, Renfrey and, and the, the one Stegosaurus guy had, <laughs> had some kind of like old grudge. I, I honestly okay. don't understand what the, the beef was there. there it was just... He got this thing in his head because he's a sorcerer, so he knows everything. So he got this thing in his head that these girls who are born under the eclipse 
were going to be like super evil and tear apart the world. So mm. he started just killing them as babies. Mm. But Renfri got away. Mm. He, she was she was his his last thing but that she, he needed but to complete that quest. She wanted to kill him too. Like it was a kind of yeah a mutual... because she knew right. Yeah, hmm. she knew what had happened. So why didn't she just roll into his domain and kill him? Like, is she not? Cannot she not do that? He was protecting can... himself. He was hiding for a long time. Uh, but he's more powerful than her, right? Mm-hmm. I'd imagine. So, like, I it seemed like it was a weird stalemate to have in this well, little town. Well, he thinks he he still thinks that she's oh something so, special, but she's right? not at all. She must be at least a little bit she's to be got spouting s- prophecy when she dies. That's yeah, true. she's got some kind of magic. But she power. kind of bewitched. Like I, I got the idea that like those men of the because that's the other thing as I thought was kind of weird. Like all the guys talking mad shit to Gerald <laughs> every time he walked into every fucking town. She's uh... like, don't like this guy's got two fucking swords strapped to his back. You got zero swords strapped <laughs> to your back, and you're talking shit to this guy with yellow fucking eyes and magic powers. And he's got thighs as big around as your fucking waist. Like what the. But like that's kind of like in the video game all the time. People talking mad shit to me. Yeah, it's fucking Witcher propaganda. Yeah, or anti-Witcher propaganda. Yeah, it's like man, yeah. unless you actively want me to kill a monster, you're just gonna be like literally spitting on me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I guess that's where my confusion was. You know, as far as like who has the power, the mages or the kingdoms, because it seemed like they were all just kind of uh, suppressing themselves to to be around these people, to be accepted by them hmm. when they could just kill them all. Well, it might be that thing of like you know, like you're you're super powerful, but you're also just a human. So like, if like all million people in the continent banded to get against you, you'd be dead. So like, you gotta yeah. gotta wear that power lightly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw an army take out. Yeah. Basically, all half of the a coven mages, of yeah. sorcerers. Yep. Yeah. I'm really I'm super curious to see because we saw Yennefer's transformation into you know something more beautiful or something more. I don't know how to describe it without sounding ableist. Yeah. It's conventionally Mm -hmm. attractive, something like that, where it seems like Geralt underwent some sort of process that made him, that gave him a lot of these scars. The trial of the grasses, not the scars so much, but the the eyes and the hair. The eyes and the hair. I thought some of that facial scarring was part of like. Facial scar? He has a facial. I thought that's the one thing that like his body was sort of chewed up, but they kept his pretty face pretty. Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking of Siri, I think. Oh. Siri gets a scar. Yeah. Siri gets a scar as a result of the per, or the uh, ritual? No. Mm-hmm. All right. It has nothing to do with it. He just fights a lot of monsters. He, but they have, like, it's but very... But it seems like very... the white hair isn't indicative of being a witcher because we meet one other witcher that has black hair. No, it just, he happened to be, he just happened to get white hair. Okay. I guess it's like because he got like super potion or something like he got like more because he was stronger. They gave him like an extra dose of the Witcher treatment. Because really? This is very Warhammer Possibly. Halo yeah. kind of like let's abduct a bunch of ye- young kids and we're going to mm-hmm. go through this brutal process mm-hmm. and like half of them are going to die. But the ones oh, that make it, the loss of surprise factors into that a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. The Witcher. The Witcher. Oh, they're always like society was. Yeah. They're always rolled, asking for rolled. the law of surprise. So, so how did the Witchers get? Because I feel like that the lore is all the Witcher schools have been destroyed at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, how did that happen? I, these, like, how how do you take out a Witcher school? My, I guess it's the same way you take out a, a enclave of sorcerers is with mass mm-hmm. mass manpower. Yep, just die off. Stop giving them resources. Stop paying them. Mm, so that's they die true. Off. Yeah, hard to hard, hard to get your witch on if you don't got no potions. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh. We haven't talked about Jaskier, Yasker, Yaskier. How do you say his name? I know he, you know. Yaskier. Yaskier. He's Dandelion in the books, in the, the English <laughs> translation of the books. It's great. They kept the Polish name for the show. I appreciate oh, okay. that. So uh, is that, is that literally mean Dandelion in Polish, Jack? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. I, this is the one thing I'm not too sure about. I hate this character. But everyone, all the fans, like, they're going berserk about this. I mean, valley. the song is so, I think it's it's, so earwormy. I think it's the thing that Americanizes the show the most. Mm. So a lot of people might not be so into that, which... I don't know. It seems like the, the Witcher could. fan base has fully embraced the Bard character in <laughs> his songs. And that is the one thing is like ever. I felt like. So this has got a lot of like True Blood energy, but it's also got a lot of Xena, uh, Hercules, Legendary mm-hmm. Journey. Slightly and I feel shlocky. like yeah. when Jasker shows up, it gets very Hercules. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I. I what was that brother? Uh, Sam Raimi's brother had a stupid character on, I think, Hercules, or maybe it was. Like, it's like, it's just like, just like a comic relief. The tag along character, the yeah, kind of ta- tag along comic relief character that 
chiefly serves to get himself in jeopardy because you really can't hurt Gerald. So like you can, but you can hurt him and peril him. And like I, I felt like that everything kind of got bogged down when he showed up. But I feel like that's a minority opinion when I was looking at the internet. Like everybody's fucking unironically loving this throw a coin to your Witcher business. Yeah, when he he showed up that one time and then he left him he left him behind at the end and the first episode that he meets him and then the n- very next episode yeah it's however many 10 12 15 years later and they meet up again and he drags him to Calanthe's feast because mm-hmm. he's got affection for the poor guy. Mm-hmm. For I, also, the other thing, um, Gerald in a bathtub Gerald happens bathtub. all the fucking time in the in the video. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just kind of like a meme to get uh, you know Henry Cavill's body on display, which no, fair man. enough. Dude takes a lot of baths. He did. Man takes a lot of baths. <laughs> you in know video what? game. There's he... a lot of video game based or a bath based video game action in it's The Witcher. True. He gets dirty. He's, He's out there killing boy. monsters and wa- <laughs> crawling through sewers and shit. Like, yeah, I'm like 20 percent of his game. I think I've been in a tub six times. I like that everyone's afraid of The Witcher except when he gets in a bathtub. And then there's just tons of women coming out to bathe him. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think no, fair. people aren't appropriately afraid of the Witcher. Yeah. Like if like you know, it's the one thing to like shy your children away or like shut shutters when he comes in, but like hawking loogies at the Witcher just doesn't seem like it's good for your health. It's yeah, not a good idea. But uh, yeah, we got this uh, toss a coin to your Witcher song, mm-hmm. which is just perma stuck in my head. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I hate it, but I do find myself <laughs> singing it and, and bastardizing it, and it's really fun yeah. to just toss various things at witchers. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Oh, the memes. The uh, memes have been good yeah. the last few weeks. Memes have been very good. Yeah. Um, I do think it was funny because, like, I was um, I was reading this article, like, with uh, an interview with Henry, and he was talking about how for all of his tub scenes that he had, like, dehydrated himself for three days. I got to say. What, what's the point of that? Well, the thing is, is like I associate like because I've heard the same thing from a Hugh Jackman when he's playing Wolverine is like whenever I get like a shirt off Wolverine, I got to like starve myself and dehydrate for like three days. So I get that veiny ripped. I'm like, I've never actually seen Henry Cavill like that veiny and shredded ripped. He's like thick slabs of muscle built like uh, like Russell Crowe and Gladiator. Like he doesn't have super definition. Just like that's a dude you don't want to fuck with because he's just Mm -hmm. like solidly built. He looks strong. when he, but he's still like, yeah, like I didn't think he was ex- exactly ripped and shredded like a bowl of wheat, you know. He's <laughs> he's he's definitely a big, sexy dude, but I I think you can just you don't have to dehydrate yourself next season. I can imagine talking about his workout routine, and he said this was the best what he was doing for this it was the best thing he's ever tried, and he's in the best shape of his life. I believe it. Like he looks incredible. It's he just does he, look does, he doesn't look uh, Hugh Jackman. Right. Yeah. That's probably healthier. Yeah. But but he's still like, so I was like, I don't know. Maybe he's got a giant he beer just gut. Like, that three days just evaporates the whole thing. He spends three days in the sun. He comes out. Well, he spent so know. much time in the bath that he reabsorbed all the water he tried to lose. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the 17th again. take and it just all, you know, he's like SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think that's, that's all I've got for my notes. You guys have anything else you wanted to talk about? Maybe this big battle at the end. With all of the mages. I love this big battle at the end because, again, in the book, it's just, it's kind of mentioned in passing. What Mm. we see is Geralt going through this town and there's a monument that's been erected Uh. to all these witches and sorcerers who died. Uh. And on that monument, the names Triss and Yennefer are also there. Interesting. I thought I was excited because I like the whole time I've been waiting to see like Yennefer uncorked because mm-hmm. like they keep ta- like teasing like how powerful she is and whatnot. So when she goes on to Pride Rock and incinerates the army, shit I'm down. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like fucking cool. I, yeah. I like that. And I'm, they brought it full circle to her catching the lightning in her own body yes. as the bottle and then expelling yeah. it. Yeah, and it's I, great. I thought that like it was impressive because like when you do shit like that, it's like you are setting people's expectations for everything to be bigger and more impressive for seasons to come. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, it gets hard. Like that's the same thing Game of Thrones kind of found themselves into. It gets hard to like keep topping yourselves and topping yourselves and like it's the anime problem yeah it's yeah. fucking dragon ball z all over again yeah, yeah exactly and i'm like i i i hope they've i don't know i i i'm wondering how like long what kind of longevity it will have like is this this is going to be like a tight three season arc or is this going to be like as long as it keeps making money kind of thing or 
because if it's just a three or four season arc, I'm I'm not as concerned. Where if it's like you, I hear that it's got like twelve books and three video games, mm-hmm. and a, you know I don't know what all, and like I could see that being a long term series, kind of like The Walking Dead. Like when you have two hundred issues to draw from, you know, like the temptation to just make this go on and on and on and on until it sucks is pretty yeah, strong. The books don't have a definite ending. Really, they end and serious still. She's like. 16 I think are they done though mm-hmm. is he done writing them or is it one, one I of think things? he's done writing them oh, okay. he said he likes where he left it which okay. is kind of a big question mark so there's a definite oh. ending mm-hmm. which get, which I like there's a satisfactory ending but yeah. there is also room to extend if they yeah. want to alright that's, that's what they did with Witcher 3 that's not in a book anywhere Witcher 3 is not in the books at all no really? the training of and spoiler Siri is going to be trained to be a witcher the training uh-huh. of Siri as a witcher is in the books uh huh but like the post as far as the other like the stuff with the bear and the stuff so all with... of the witcher 3 takes place after the books yeah period oh mm-hmm. interesting all right so interesting. you clearly can extend the story if you choose to <laughs> <laughs> although at the end of one of the dlcs the last one he does Geralt kind of looks at the camera and says i think i'm done yeah basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man and the game ends it's wonderful Interesting. Now, I'm never going to play through The Witcher Three. I'm having a lot of fun with that, and I, mm-hmm. I kind of, I'm, I got, uh, yeah. I need, I need a new fantasy book series to read because they're not making any more The Song of Ice and Fire, apparently. And I kind of <laughs> crapped out with the Warhammer stuff I was reading, so yeah. like, I, I think I'm ready for something, something, something new. Mm-hmm. Don't know. I don't know if you'll like it. The characters are very different. Hmm. They're just much more flat and problematic. Huh. Uh, Yaskier is a fucking womanizer and he's terrible oh. in the book uh, that scene or the, the episode where they're hunting down the dragon mm-hmm. yeah everybody is f- so awful to Yennefer to the point except for maybe Geralt to the point that she ends up uh, tied up with her tits hanging out oh. as a sacrifice for the dragon. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. So, like, that's the level of maybe not so great that the books <laughs> achieve. <laughs> when were these so, books written? Uh-huh. If you're cool with that, there's there's also, like, 200% more rape. So, hmm. if you're down with that, maybe I like the, the fact that they're all drier. kind of short stories, too, where you can be like, oh, yeah. that's not one so great, but, oh, I really like that one. You know, it's like a collection of short stories are kind of fun. First two yeah. books are like that, yeah. The rest of them are a little bit more linear. But I'm I'm excited to check out the books. Yeah, uh, toss a coin to your Witcher. Toss a coin to your Witcher. You'll need a bigger budget for next season. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. If you have any feedback uh, or recommendations for fantasy book series you can send those to tv at baldmove.com tell me all your witcher builds because yeah. there's like literally 140 <laughs> million options i can do with this guy and i've yeah. got seven ability points burning a hole in my pocket <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm 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 paralyzed with uh, with decision paralysis yeah i would pick like the the two or three of your the the coolest sounding ones and just tear, carry those all the way through there gotcha through their ending I'm I'm, I'm specializing yes. in light attacks, and I, I I stumbled across gourmet, which completely I, I was talking about like how do you heal? Like I, yeah. I can't eat enough oh, bread yeah. to uh, keep like, and stuff. Yeah. Gourmet has just kind of completely tonics made the healing aspect not not no longer. So you vexing. can cook exactly. No, I just like it. It the, you get more. The ability just allows you like eating a food like restores your health for like five seconds. Gourmet makes it work for twenty minutes. Ooh. Yeah. So you can really stretch <laughs> out that that honeycomb, that bottle of water. <laughs> That Dasani bottle of water can heal you <laughs> for 20 right, minutes. Right. Perfect. All right. That's that's it. We're running on fumes here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> until next time, I'm Cecily. I'm Aaron. I'm Alexis. Toss a coin to your Witcher. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Oh, ho. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty.